Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go not nineteen, not nineteen forever. I'm struggling with that one, aren't I? Today, I'm struggling today, mate. I know it's uh, Ian and Lovey live on Manchester Radio online for the next two hours. So I said we're going to be chatting uh, FIFA 21 careers. We've we geeked out once again and we've changed it up a little bit. So we'll be chatting about that. If you are a FIFA 21 career mode player, get in touch across our socials. It is a football man cave right across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Obviously, United and City both lost in the past week, so we're going to be having a chat about them. And, um, yeah, we'll just try and... What, what, what was the word I said in the car, Ian? Analysation. Analysation. Yeah, we need to know if that's a real word, actually, don't we? we no. need to... Mate, I don't think it is. But <laughs> the mad thing is, is I fully understood what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Um, we posed a question to the fans of Wigan, Rochdale, Bolton and Salford last week and asked them a few questions about next season their released and retained list and then we've got some interesting answers so we're going through them in the second half of the show we've got Lovey's Legendary Tales he's going to be chatting all about Brian Clough's infamous Nottingham Forest days which um, is a, I mean I've listened to Brian Clough's stories for hours upon end and they never get boring unfortunately we haven't got the time to go through them all but he's going to he's going to give you it as a whole um, which is a pretty crazy story within itself uh, my pub quiz is back. We're going to go higher and lower. Got a couple of um, around the grounds to go. So we're testing testing your, your knowledge on pints, pies, and uh, teas. That, that's, <laughs> me, that's me screwed. Yeah, I don't no. drink beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I said, get at us, the football man cave. Get involved. Anything you want to say in a reaction to the weekend, anything uh, in general, give us a shout. And um, obviously we'll be sure to, to get it out across the next two hours. So love it. What have we been up to for the past couple of weeks, out and out? Well, uh, this weekend, weather's been unreal, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been nice, hasn't it? So everybody's been get, getting out and about, doing a few things and stuff, but uh, what did I do? I did pretty much nothing. I know I know what bank holidays are like, and the worst thing about a bank holiday for me, especially when it's sunny in the UK, is everybody goes out. So for me, I just sit at home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go in the garden, chill out, sit at home, little picnic with a kid, that's it. Just have a bit of fun at home. 
Yeah, I made I made the opposite mistake yesterday. Well, I thought it was being quite clever. To be fair, we went over to Lytham St Anne's for a fish and chip dinner at uh, tea. Sorry, and um, I thought we'll set off about one ish, like late afternoon. Hopefully, everyone's thought we'll go early doors because it's nice. We'll get on the beach. Anyway, it took me two and a half hours to get over there, and um, people that know me know that I am not a man for waiting. It took me an hour and a half to get my fish and chips. And it took me half an hour to get the ice cream. I was livid by the time I got home. I was that fuming. I got home and had a pint. <laughs> and then just crashed out on, on couch. And that was me done. But I, weather's gone. I mean, it's boiling in here as well today. Isn't it? Yeah, it's roasting. Like, it's just, it, it just creates a totally different atmosphere. People get up. They get out. Everybody's got a smile on their face. Like, it's yeah. just, that first lockdown was unreal just because of how, how sunny everything was. Have, have you been getting, because obviously, time up and stuff like that from Facebook. I'm seeing obviously what was doing a year ago. Have you been getting them? No, I don't really. I was doing some mad stuff. I'd thrown a full festival. <laughs> Radio One's big weekend. I had it streaming live, and we had like I was in like the uh, Leon's mate round. Just had a mad festival all day. I'd put the bunting up. I had the signs up. Made it like Glastonbury and Garden. Yeah, it was crazy. And then last week, obviously, it past feels like about a month. Just pure rain, and I'm sitting on my time up. <laughs> oh, can me sunbathe there? Where's the sunshine garden. coming? Yeah. yeah, absolutely fuming with it. Back to football. Yeah, so uh, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, last last one. Um, is that season. it then? Yeah, that's it. I think they're just going to continue. We're just. Uh, this is for the vets, uh, not semi pro, but for the vets. I think this is the last one, and then they're going to continue to play friendlies as part of um, pre-season training, rather than have loads of time off. Yeah, they're just going to look at um, one training session a week, and then. A bit of pre- a bit of um, f- a couple of friendlies lined up every th- third or every second Sunday or something. Yeah, because the um, an up non league season starting. I think, I think it's beginning of August or, yeah. or middle mid beginning to middle of August. Mm. So really, you're only talking nine ten week away, aren't you? Really, yeah. there. Yeah, so a, lot, a lot of teams. Turnaround. A lot of t- a lot of teams are just setting up friendlies now. Yeah. Uh, to get games because you had all of that. T- you had them gaps where you was playing a lot and then you wasn't playing a lot <laughs> and then you was playing a lot so you got fit again and then, and then you stopped playing altogether I think they're just trying to keep some form of consistency so I think across the board I think everybody will see a lot of uh, pre-season friendlies or a lot of friendly games I mean if it was me and I was coaching a side I'd probably have a game a week yeah just keep from, yourself sick for, for 10 over. weeks now yeah 100% because then the, the pre-season doesn't have to be as intense as they usually are I, th- I think it, I think it's crazy to like the pros take two months off because of how intense their they they their year looks, but for for a semi pro and amateur footballer, like you could pretty much continue the one training se- like instead of doing two training sessions a week, you could go drop to one training session a week and one game a week and just keep that consistency yeah. really. Yeah. Happy days. Uh, right, we're gonna go into everybody's changing by Keen, and then we're gonna absolutely geek out on FIFA, which me and you speak about. I probably speak to you about FIFA more than I speak to wife, to be fair. <laughs> There's something about Manchester. Birthplace and home of the worldwide cooperative movement. Listen to Ian and Lovey live on Manchester Radio Online. This is the Football Man Cave show. Right, we're going to geek out on uh, FIFA 21. Now, you introduced me a few weeks ago. You spoke about Moneyball uh, under the Sam Allardyce, Bolton Wanderers, yep. Legendary Tales. And then since then, I, I finally watched it. What about maybe three weeks ago? I was obsessed with it. Like, cause I, just, I, I didn't realize. I'll be honest. I, didn't, I thought it was a film. I didn't realize it was actually on. Yeah. Uh, Oakland Athletic. I thought it was like a, a proper team. I thought, oh, it's just a, a theory as such. But since then, 
I mean, I, I've played FIFA. I mean, to be fair, I played football manager games for like, like 20, 25, 30 years. But um, I don't know about you, but the FIFA one, you start off in League 2, get a club, take them up to the Premiership, see how far you can take. It was getting a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Bit same old, same old. You'll get in there, try and find a couple of players and blah, blah, blah. Um, you went over Argentina, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so I, I, like to, I like to dabble in countries that you don't know any players, really. Yeah. So uh, I've done the MLS, which is a proper... Uh, just messes you head up. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, because there's, there's, there's regulations and stuff that you've got to abide by. Uh, you can only have two, three designated players in your squad. Um, <clears throat> you can only pay a certain amount of... Uh, you can only pay a certain amount per wages per squad. Like So that's good. But um, I think when I did the Argentinian one and getting in the Copa Libertadores and stuff like that, that was class. Just a different. Uh, yeah, it's just because you're playing against when you get in when you get in their version of the Champions League, you're playing against like Boca Juniors. Well, you, you, I was um, Racing Club Avinicioneda, if that's how you say it. And um, I don't stop at Racing Club. <laughs> yeah, but there's loads of racing clubs <laughs> in there. And then um, uh, so I, I didn't want to be one of the best clubs in in Argentina. I wanted to be one of the mid to like progressing clubs yeah. you know what I mean like a like a, um, a like a Southampton you can do something with them and um, yeah just playing against like teams from Colombia and, and you know and, and stuff like that was and Brazil it was class Sao Paulo in your group and, and it was just good and, and the way it's all set up mate. and even just to the extent of like when you go um, in the game to play the game you've got like massive like cola bottles oh, just yeah. in the corner of the stand and stuff like just just to uh, replicate you proper love like, like real stadiums don't you whenever yeah. we speak about what yeah, team we're going to be that. like yeah but they've got the proper stadium and who was it I was speaking to the other day of I was I was I just took a young lad on and uh, he, would, he plays FIFA and his first one was yeah but they've got the real stadium and I was like oh yeah. mate <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> sound yeah. was like lovey yeah well that's I think that's uh, like for me I like the, the that the whole package and, and to build a team up so but like just probably for the viewers to put a bit of context on how long we've been playing these FIFA career mode because like to be fair a, a while back maybe go about back about five or six years ago they was looking at scrapping it yeah yeah and then they was, it was poor though weren't it yeah yeah but they, they was looking at scrapping it but then you had guys like us who was, who was loving yeah. playing it yeah. and climbing the leagues and stuff I mean for me I loved LMA manager that was my game mm. I played Premier Manager in the old um, Amstrad when I was obviously with tape and loading it up and all that. Do you not think? Do you not think this version of career mode is very similar to an, an LMA manager yeah, or a champ manager? That's why I love it so yeah. much. And I think the more I they can, can never do, get on board with football manager, me yeah. probably people shoot me. But yeah, I think I, I think with, I think with the with the new PlayStation Five and the, and more data that can be used, I think it's going to be more like football manager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can because you can jump in and out of the um, of, of the, the games team, yeah. so you, you manage it and then if you want to jump in and play you can play if you don't you can just, just manage and coach uh, and, and do you can tactics watch and the stuff. match a little bit more can't you yeah, which yeah, yeah. is something I think that's been missing because you can kind of see where you need to win and obviously mm. look at your stats commentator still talks yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just good so we've done so for all of those all of for all of that time we've always done it and we've always yeah. looked at a, like a challenge so we did Portsmouth to the Prem didn't we yeah yeah that was probably that, our first one really yeah, yeah that was our first one Portsmouth was in League 2 and what we both did was we, we tried to bring the club into glory yeah. uh, back into the Premier League and hopefully the Champions League and see who could do it in the fewest amount of seasons so that was good wasn't it because I remember no signing Pogba and a free me yeah, yeah 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 well you get you get to a point and it gets a bit ridiculous because you yeah. get to a point where 
you finish third in you finish six in the Premier League and you've just you've just got yourself like eighty five million yeah, yeah. for the next crazy year. money. Yeah, but um and th- and then we did the Berry one. So Berry yeah. folded uh, and then, but they were still on FIFA, yeah. so we did that one to bring them one up. That was that was a good one, very similar because they was in League One to, to Portsmouth to the Prem. It just didn't have a good enough ring to it. Uh, and now we're doing the the Moneyball one, but you've started yours, and we've I've, started, I've not started yeah. mine yet, have I? No, um, yeah, I, say I was obsessed, and I thought, where do I go to a to a take championship and try and get them up? But to be fair, on career mode, I don't know about anybody else. Let us know. Is I always start in League Two. Yeah, I've never started a career mode in Premier League ever. Because I just think it's too easy. I think LMA manager back what 2005, 2006, um, West Ham. I did. I was there for ten years, mm-hmm. and I was the type of manager on a game like that where once I'm in, I'm in. I'm not leaving. Basically, <laughs> like invested. Yeah, I want to take that youth player. I want to see him retire. It's crazy, mate, because I'm the total opposite. Yeah, like well, you've, I, you've I made, changed me. Like change my game. Yeah, so what I start in League Two. Which one was it that we did? Because you did, uh, was it Grimsby you did? I did Grimsby. You did Grimsby and I did Bolton. Yeah, yeah um, I, did, I yeah. did. Yeah, I did Bolton and then, so I got Bolton into the championship, but then I got offered... Um, Cardiff. It? Yeah, I got offered Cardiff. Yeah. So so I, I obviously dipped. Like, <laughs> I've got no loyalties to anybody <laughs> who was more money. Uh, I, and I went to Cardiff and I ended up getting Cardiff. Um, t- two European Cups, Europa League, um, Premier League title, and then I left to Inter Milan, didn't I? Yeah. So I, I do a lot of jumping. But and you, you said Inter Milan were boring, didn't you? It was so boring. Like the squad was perfect. Don't don't like don't forget this was like you're looking at like eight years into yeah. into the future. So they had lo- lots of, they'd, ha- they'd they'd signed lots of players. I mean, I had um, what's he called? Joe um, Gomez from is it Joe Gomez? No, Gomez from Liverpool centre back. Yeah, Joe Gomez. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I we had him in the squad. Like they, it was just an array of top class talent right. and I just took over and it was just winning every game so it was boring so I folded it but then we sat together didn't we and was like what, what we can we do to yeah. make this game um, more exciting and, and have some as if the chairman because the, the, the rules from the chairman and stuff on the game needs to be a bit better doesn't it yeah, so yeah. what we did was we was like right let's list let's list a, 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 like a strict rule list of signings and yeah. stuff go into that moneyball uh, method and, and let's, then let's go for see it. what we can do and like like you've started it so it's it's mad I was looking I'd say took a Premier League team on just going back when I did Grimsby I, I got offered the Reading job mate <laughs> I, had, I rang you up for yeah, a phone yeah, yeah. call to say what shall I do because I've never done it I've never yeah. jumped ship but anyway <laughs> I, I went to Reading but uh, the, yeah I looked Premier League and I'm like right with we need a low budget. That's one of the things. We need low expectation because obviously it's it's going to. We're be just going to sell all the players, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. Um, Burnley was like the picket. I think it's about. You come with a list, though. You, you sent me a list. Do you I remember? Sent, yeah, I don't know where it is to end. I have to try and find it. But yeah. I think there were like Leeds, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Sheffield United, and I think there was a fifth one. I can't remember who it were. Might have been Newcastle, but I think they were high end one. Mm. Uh, but Burnley's expectations were basically low right across, and I thought. Well, that's perfect. Like because I'm expect I'm going to be selling majority of their players, and I need like I don't need any backlash. Um, what we used to do, obviously, jump into the game. So mm. the rule were no jumping in game at all. You got to let the players. Um, second rule was only sign under twenty threes and a handful of over thirties. Yeah. And basically, once they get between twenty three and thirty, if the offer's good enough, the players got to go. Basically. Um, it was well tough. Like loved it. I mean, I geek out on spreadsheets. I sent you the picture <laughs> of the spreadsheet. Mate, you want to see it? It's ridiculous. Um, 
I'd got all listed. I'd, I'd found this blog online that's like for like um, a centre mid. This is the attribute you should be looking at for a winger. These are the three attributes, and I just nailed it right down and make the biggest amount of fun I've yeah. had playing FIFA. I, th- I think it, I think that's what it does. Doing something like that and setting your own rules, it it makes you enjoy the game. You're yeah, not yeah. just you're not just taking uh, a, a, a put a, a, like a below average team and making them the best team in the world because it gives you because the game gives you ridiculous funds when you hit certain yeah, peaks. Yeah. So like like you said, we. If if a club came in for one of our players, at um, at, at their asking price, we had to sell. Yeah, like we. Do you know what I'm enjoying negotiating. Yeah. So usually, especially wages. I don't really look. Wages. I, just, I just chuck it whatever. What was it? Fifty fifty grand a 50 week. Fifty grand. That was the so maximum we could offer. Which, yeah. Oh, it's like crazy hard that. But like negotiating, just getting a couple of extra million for a player, or trying to get like even like a hundred. Two hundred thousand less mm. paying for a player and like negotiating the yeah. wages, like you're proper trying to scrutinise absolutely everything to try and make the most amount of profit. Yeah. Basically, and to be fair, I'm doing all right. And the the beauty is as well is what you do is with all of that money that you get from selling all of those players and releasing players, and you, you can reinvest it into your youth academy. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it's going to be like two, three years down the line, but yeah. you're going to have a team full of top talent that you found <laughs> from your own youth academy yeah, which is at youth academy as well but it's mad because it's, it's what everybody wants for their club in yeah. the, in, in real life yeah, do you know what i mean yeah. so it kind of falls into what you what what you hope your club would really be um what other what other uh rule did we have we, there was a couple of single digit transfer fees when yeah. you're paying yeah out. so you couldn't you couldn't spend any more than 10 million on a player yeah. so it was 9.9 was the most we could I think spend it was only f- oh yeah and no um what do you call them? Shadow faces. Yeah, no shadow. Just a proper wind me up them. So, so, like, what we mean by that is any 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 player <laughs> that's not got their photo, yeah. you can't have them. You no. have to, if, even if it's the best player in the world, you've got to sell them. Which is frustrating because all the United youngsters have got shadow heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, but yeah. To be fair, I just banish them. I, I, I just <laughs> went because I don't know about you. I say I geek out on more stuff, so I go into my squad and they have my first team, my second team, so I can flip between the two. And then all your like ultra defensive attacking modes, I set all them up, and then I create me, me, my team, me subs, my re- reserves, and then the ones that are basically banished to the uh, youth <laughs> player uh, youth team, and those are all my shadow faces. Like you're off, mate. Don't, yeah. don't bother speaking yeah. to me. I, fe- I bet it was dead <laughs> exciting when you was like going through the squad and like right. I have to sell him. Yeah, Phil yeah. Badsley has to go. Yeah, because he's over the age that I need. Yeah, he's I think we both said about three or four over thirties, didn't we? Yeah, and I was um. It's, it's working your scouts as well. Yeah, we also said that nobody in the squad can make more than fifty grand, and you still got Tarkowski. Tarkowski, yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't part, could you? So no, he's fifty three thousand, I think he is, and um, I got offered ridiculous. I think it was like twenty six million for a month transfer deadline day, but I didn't have the scouting to bring another centre back in, and I thought if he goes, I'm screwed. I've got no centre backs. But that's like real life. I know. So, you, like, really, you should have just gone, see you later, off but you go. Be, and I thought, no, I'm putting myself first on that one. That's my executive decision. I remember you had, um, on that list of clubs to choose from for Prem, you had Crystal Palace, and I think that I might do it with them. Yeah. For the simple fact is that I think they've got uh, 12 to 18 players that contracts all end on the 1st of July. Are they? Yeah. And then, obviously, Roy Hodgson's gone, but I'd be in charge of the <laughs> club anyway. But, yeah, so in that first season, you're going to be able to sell 18 players. So gone. that then that money ball effect is, and and you're looking at guys like Andrew Townsend and you know um, Wayne Hennessy. I think he's on the list. And yeah. So you you're losing like 
the core of your squad. You've got a couple of decent players. I looked at that um, Eze, is he yeah. called? He's under 23, but yeah. I couldn't get him. I can't remember why I couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to play it. And like I say, you're playing it completely different. Yeah. You're playing it as in like, you've got to think more. And uh, in your matches, obviously, you, you match that you match it, but then ha- when you get outside that, you're looking at every single player, you're making your scouts work a little bit more because mm-hmm. you're trying to find bargains. And then it was a toss up between this guy called Leonard and Mark Noble. And it was literally down to like, I think. Matt Noble would say thirty two thousand a week and Leonard with twenty one I'm like, yeah. right, but that's, that's you, yeah. yeah. Decisions like that. It's it's yeah. interesting. But I'm doing all right. I thought I'd I'd be like, because it's it's tough when you're losing. I've just got battered off Southampton for an cup. But you think second half, bring that back. Yeah. So you've got to really resist and let you jumping in yeah, the game. Like yeah. when your your morale's down and stuff like that, it, it's making you think a hell of a lot more, especially because usually now FIFA 22 is on the horizon, isn't it? Yeah. And for me, I only upgrade every two years. Because mm. I think if you upgrade every year, I don't think you see what's new in FIFA. So every sort of odd number I upgrade, I don't know why, I just have done for the past like 10, 12 years. But uh, this this new one though. I love this new one. But I mean the new one, the, the 2021, 22 oh, right, one. Yeah. So FIFA 2022 is going to be the first one that's on the, the new platforms, the yeah. new Xbox, the new PlayStation 5. So it's going to have so much more detail. Um, like I said, I, I reckon that the, the career mode will be, it'll be a lot more like Football Manager, yeah. whereas you're buying, like you have to buy, I mean, at the moment you have to buy your scouts anyway, yeah, but yeah. I reckon you'll have to buy like physios and so I think it'll be that detail. I think detailed. for a, a managerial game, just for me, obviously everyone's different, but for me, I like simplicity. Yeah. I like it that it's, in depth but only shallow depth like you've just got enough but like that's why I can't get on board with football manager because it's, it's too much for me there's too many stats it's overwhelming you'd have about 80 spreadsheets yeah. wouldn't you oh, well, mate. <laughs> tabbed up but um, like with FIFA like I say you're basically looking at like six attributes and it's really simplistic in the way but it's addictive yeah. and I hope they, they kind of keep it as it is yeah, uh, yeah. or just maybe a little, little tweaks here and there but um, mm. But yeah, if you're going to get involved on this money ball, let us know because this is something I think we'll be talking yeah. about. I, 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 a side note, I never take international jobs because I was thinking about England then. I never take a disabled international. Can't stand doing international. I love doing You do it. You like it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like dipping in. But um, if you're going to do it, get involved. Football, <laughs> football Man Cave, DM us, uh, at us, let us know and keep us updated because... You geek out, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> put put the put the um, list up on the social. Yeah, of we'll what do, the, the list of rules up on the social yeah. so that people can get involved. And if anybody else is are doing something a little bit different within their career mode, definitely give us a shout. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, lovey. Um, next up, we're gonna be talking about Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest. Uh, this should be a good one, shouldn't it? Really? It is a good one. Yeah, I think what what it is, it's like Ryan the Rovers kind of stuff. The fact when he took over Nottingham Forest, you just wouldn't like nowadays. This will never, never, ever happen again. Never, ever happen again. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> Excuse me, I got something <laughs> in my throat. Then <laughs> we're gonna play Naked by Reef, and then we will be back. <sighs> there we go, Naked by Reef. Uh, you are listening to Ian Lovey from the Football Man Cave Show live. On Manchester Radio, we have got Lovey's Legendary Tales, and the subject is Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest. Now, I have listened to numerous podcasts. Um, the one that stands out for me is Under the Coshes, 
Mark Crossley. Now, that one, I was howling, laughing. And that was kind of generated this. And obviously, when you've looked into it, um, it's something it's that crazy. would never happen. Not now. Now. Never. It? No. Never. I, I, it's never happened before. And, it, and it'll never happen again. So, um, <clears throat> I, what I did was, you, you got me onto the... Everybody knows what Brian Clough is like as a man. Yeah. Like, he was... He was a he was a celebrity. He was the first ever like person within football that became a celebrity, a national celebrity. I mean, he was on Parkinson every other week, and Parkinson is pretty much like your Jonathan Ross. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he was on at that talk show every week, and he'd be sat with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali would patch in just to tell Brian Clough that he wanted to punch him in the teeth, yeah. and 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 they'd go back and forth like this is how much of a have a have an icon, not even an icon, but how much of a celebrity he yeah, was, yeah. and. Back then, like people didn't see football as a celebrities. Obviously, you George Best. Then you had, you had one the or two that were very that, rare, but no right? football managers. Yeah, yeah. There was no football managers that, that was literally media celebrities. Like the the press, like like these days, it's easy to go. The press hate him, and yeah, yeah. they they sell papers because they can make him look bad. Well, this with Brian Clough was it was it was crazy. Um, so the documentary that I watched, I mean, you told me to jump onto a few podcasts to hear stories, uh, and. What I was going to do was go go over all of the stories, but we just, like you said at the start of the show, would have been here forever. And they're hilarious as well. Yeah, there is some good ones. I mean, I'll try and drop one or two in. Um, but the one documentary on Sky uh, that I jumped on was I Believe in Miracles, and it was the the Brian Clough Nottingham Forest era. Right. And he took over Nottingham Forest. Now, like just to, just before that, um, so he was um, player for Middlesbrough, um, and then he, t- he took over as manager of Derby County in 1971-72. Uh, he won the league title then, so I think he'd been in charge the year before that. But in seventy one, seventy two, he won he won the league the league cup league title, so the now Premier League then first division, uh, and he also reached the European Cup semi finals uh, the following year. Following year, um, everything was going s- smooth. The the fact the club loved him, everything was great. But he just in, in true Clough nature, his relationship with the chairman uh, deteriorated, uh, and Taylor just resigned, so he just left left the club. Um, wasn't interested and this was like he took Derby to the heights yeah, yeah. Uh, the best club and then just, just walked away like not doing that much pretty much like what Zidane's done now at Real yeah. Madrid to be fair um, this was this was followed, followed by an eight month spell in charge of third division Brighton over Albion so he's gone from the, top. the Premier League yeah, yeah. Champions League semi-finalists Premier League champions to third division football so say City to Lincoln yeah. yeah that's what he's done because he didn't care about stature anything like that he just like that club's a good project I'm having it I want to be part of that project so it didn't, didn't matter uh, and that in itself is alien like for, for in our generation to know that a, a manager would go from there down to there he was so brash though weren't he yeah he just did what he thought was right um, he, he had this, he had a really tough spell after that uh, he managed there for quite a while uh, did okay um um, at him and his assistant manager Peter Taylor uh, at Derby they was like inseparable you know like good cop bad cop everything that they did together was they bounced off each other well they created this atmosphere and this environment uh, that players just wanted to be part of um, and they brought that to, to Brighton when he left Brighton Peter Taylor stayed at Brighton as the gaffer and he left Brighton to go to Leeds United and the Leeds United was the then champions of of the English League champions of the English League fell short in, in Europe Um Forgive me, but uh, the the manager left to go and become the England manager. Um, I forget his name. And then 
during that time he took over Leeds and he really he really didn't didn't struggle he didn't last long did he it was only a couple of weeks I mean they've done the, the Damned United the, the documentary on it which it's I need to I've got, yeah I've got, I've got saved but never seen it yeah so um, and that documentary is about his bad time at Leeds he left Leeds and when he left Leeds like he did the TV couldn't wait to scrutinise him brought yeah, him onto chat shows ripped him to shreds but he loved it and he'd 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 sit and fight his corner and in all of Just these press conferences, yeah. yeah, and he'd be like, "Listen, I went there because I thought I was the, I am the greatest manager on the planet, and they're the best team in the in the country, if not in Europe. And I wanted to do something that you, the then England manager, has never done before, and bring them European success. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out um, because I think at the start of that Leeds um, thing, he he said something really negative about the club and then that just made the club hate him right. even though he'd taken over anyway so that time had passed and then he looked he, he did, everybody thought he'll never get another job again he really did bad mouth to him he, he, he's made a bad name for himself nobody's going to touch him with a badge pole which um, some one of the TV presenters said that to him in an interview right uh, that went down well. no clubs will ever touch you with a badge pole now will they and, <laughs> and you just can imagine what, what Clough was like um, so then he met with Forrest felt like this was a good project a good town to come and start his start restart again um bearing in mind he has won a league title before uh so he took over in 1975 1976 season uh just the season had already started and then he taken over um he was in charge uh for them for that season they're just they're they're a mid-table club so they're like a huddersfield right like that that's how I can kind of explain in, yeah, yeah. in the championship they're a Huddersfield or a Stoke within the championship at this moment in time so he took over them they had uh, players like Martin O'Neill Viv Anderson uh, Chris Woods if anybody remembers him uh, goalkeeper England International he was uh, Sheffield Wednesday didn't he for a, yeah he did they ended, up, ended up going there yeah so he, he had he had a load of good young players there um, but not, never reached the peak but they'd come through that youth yeah. system Um so he's taken over Forest, uh, and then what he did was in in the next season, 1976-77 season, he give um, his number two Peter Taylor a call and said, "Come back uh, because this is a project. We're gonna from that day when Peter Taylor walked in the door, he said we were gonna become league champions and we're gonna push for European titles. So this isn't no fluke. Yeah, this is him yeah. saying. So I said to you just just before we came into this um, that." he's taken over like a Middlesbrough or yeah. a Cardiff City so in this day and age right now he's just taken over a Cardiff City or a Middlesbrough that's kind of like the level of what yeah. Nottingham Forest was um, to get together uh, once they came in him and Peter Taylor so it was like good cop bad cop or bad cop bad cop yeah. <laughs> um, I mean some of the stories about them making them in training run through nettles in fields because <laughs> <laughs> it'll make them run quicker yeah. uh, stuff like that when he used to say to players uh, right we're having a day off and if you've seen a player go and train, it's, it'd fine him because he, he was a big believer in days off. He was really big on uh, the mentality. He was way, way, way before his time. And yeah. always spoke about Allardyce being before his time tactically and technically. This guy, in terms of man management and mentality, was way ahead of the curve. Um, what and I've ev- heard as well from the podcast there, that like he was the number one and like he power trip to why Evan to make sure that you knew yeah 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 that he was the boss basically. yeah he, 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 do, he, he didn't care yeah, who you were yeah well like he, he did some real real funny things that you think if you did that to me like I'd lose my head with yeah, it yeah. like but it, 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 if some, you did it nowadays mm, imagine yeah it just <laughs> wouldn't happen um and so yeah so after 18 months of of him being at um at Forest he brought Peter Taylor in 
and in that 1976-77 season, they got promoted to finish third. So there was on a there was on a flight to Mallorca. There was three games left till the end of the season. Um, I can't remember which team lost. One of the teams lost that was fourth, third or fourth with them, and that stopped them from going up. And it made um, it, it made Nottingham Forest be promoted. So they had three games left. They could just enjoy it. Um, they they went up. Um, and then in the 77-78 season, despite a massive media backlash saying that they've come back in, they're going to go straight back down. First game of the season was against Everton. First half, they got absolutely torn to pieces. Yeah. It was nil-nil, but they was just getting dragged about all yeah. over. They nicked a goal. They ended up winning 3-0. Um, unreal performance, and that's when he went... After, he wasn't happy with the performance, tore them to bits in the changing room, but said, we're going to win the league. <laughs> After that, Blatt, like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna win the league. Um, in that first, lots of stuff happened within that first season. But in that first season, uh, that they got promoted into into the now Premier League first division, seventy seven, seventy eight season. Despite the media backlash, they won Premier League champions, well, first division champions, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the League Cup, League Cup champions, wow. playing some of the best football that the league has ever seen. Yeah. Um, second in in that second year in the top flight. So first of all. Imagine Cardiff City or Middlesbrough getting promoted into the Premier League and then winning the Premier League. This is how ridiculous this is, right? So we know this will never, 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 ever happen in in English football. There's too much money. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. With the rules around fair play, like this, this stuff would never happen. But what gets even crazier is in the second season, they go, they break the transfer, the record transfer fee by signing Trevor Francis for a million quid. Yep. Which I find mental. Mental. 1978-79, Trevor Francis signed for £1 million. That's like 160, 170 million yeah, quid yeah. these days. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because you won't think that type of money... Was around? Was around for but, a footballer. But it's mad you say that, though, because they was turning over crowds of 50,000, 60,000, 80,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were playing tuppence, weren't they, to get in, because yeah. they just wanted the crowns to be full. So, yeah, in that season... Finished second in the league to Liverpool. Uh, it, the first season, they, they beat Liverpool to the to the, pit, the title because th- this is Liverpool's time, obviously. Uh, so in that 78-79 season, um, they won the League Cup again. So back-to-back League Cup wins. And they won, they won the now Champions League, the European Cup. Right. Um, a couple of really interesting things within this, within this uh, European Cup win. So second season, their first ever time in Europe, they've won the, they've won the title. That's that's mad of in itself. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Francis, the one million pound signing, so the 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 million dollar man. Yeah, the star player. He was cup tied. He couldn't pay play, but if they make it to the final, he's eligible to play in the final. Right. Like that's a mad stat. Yeah. Mad rule. It's a mad rule. But he was allowed. So he took somebody's place. He'd only played twenty five games that season, and I was telling you before, like they talk about players being exhausted and tired these days. Nothing. But back then, and you look at the pitches as well. The back then, he was playing sixty three games a season. And the tackles, you think yeah. we had to go through? Yeah, there was like Peter Shilton, Archie Gemmell was playing sixty three games a season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what what was mad is Trevor Francis. He played twenty five games, scored seven goals as as this million pound signing, and Brian Clough was like, "You're starting." in the final you're allowed you're eligible you're starting in the final so you know what it's like well we don't know what it's like yeah. we say it like we know him but I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you let me down boy <laughs> like do you know what I mean and then and then, um, so he, he starts the game they leave Archie Gemmell out he doesn't make it into, in, into the starting 11 doesn't bring him on at all uh, and that breaks Archie Gemmell was his main player right. he's a like, tough tackling centre midfielder like Scottish guy like, no nonsense he was Clough's guy um, but 
that broke the relationship down. And then after that season, he sold him. Right. Because of, cause he, he lost his head saying, like, I should be playing. You can't just do this. I've got us to yeah, the final, whatever. Which you would do. And Clough was like, I'm, I'm the boss. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, Trevor Francis scores the winner. The only goal, header, it win one nil against Malmo. There you go. Justified. Fully justified. Um, I've got a list before we end of all of the the titles that he won within that within this reign uh, of his um, he was there till was it 93 94 yeah. yeah so and which is long uh, but he's earned it so football football league second division promoted finished third 96 77 first division champions and league cup champions european cup in 78 79 and the League Cup, European Cup in '79, so back-to-back yeah, Champions yeah. League so wins. By the way, '78-'79, and then uh, yeah, so '77, '78, '78, '79, European Cup champions, '79, um, uh, and then the League Cup, '1988-'89, League Cup, '1989-1990, and he did that with a team, like I said, like a Middlesbrough. Yeah. That's like I, I think I said to you, Eddie Howe. That's like Eddie Howe. Uh, <laughs> taking over a, a, a mid-table Premier League uh, Championship team, bring them all in. There's a couple. There's a couple of stories during this these couple of years, these three, four year periods. Um, there's loads and loads of stories about tr- the team's training. Uh, there was one about the press. So during the champi- the European Cup final, Champions League final, he brought. Um, they let the press come in to do interviews in the changing rooms. He'd sit at the door with a tennis racket. And when they walked in, he was sat on the floor. Every press or journalist that walked in, he hit him with a tennis racket. <laughs> that so, was infamous, wasn't he? he? had a tennis racket and a ball for his Yeah, dog. he used to hit people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he used to hit people with it. Uh, but one of the best ones is when uh, they went into the, when they got promoted, or that year they got promoted into the, into the first division, he signed Larry Lloyd, um, ex-Liverpool legend, coming to the back end of his career, but he was the first big-time Charlie that they right. signed. Brought him in. Uh, and all the players couldn't believe, like, who is this guy? But to get him in, he's rang him up and said, right, I want to sign you, I want to bring you in, we're bringing you from Coventry, we're going to be the best team in England, don't you worry about that, it's me, Brian Clough. Um, what do you need in your house? So he said, it's funny you say that, because um, my washing machine is, is packed in, and my missus needs a new one, don't, <laughs> don't you worry, son, there'll be one there for you tomorrow if you get to training the next day. <laughs> it's like, perfect. says, next day, Big, massive industrial washing machine comes in and put it in. Mrs. is made up. This this Larry Lloyd's like, my missus is made up. So the next day, day after that, sign my contract, go to training, get to the okay. training ground. Two, two of the laundry ladies come over and go, Oi, are you that Larry Lloyd? And he goes, yeah, why? Well, you've stolen our, our washing machine. <laughs> you just took it out of the club to give it him to get a signing over the line. Like, just unreal stories like that about this the stuff that he did. Yeah, and, brilliant. And how much of a man manager he was in terms of, like, getting the best out of out of a player as an individual it's a massive massive watch I definitely definitely uh, encourage anybody to if you've got Sky uh, and you've got access to the documentaries go on to I Believe in Miracles um, yeah and I'll have, have a butcher of that myself just the way he speaks to the press is unreal he hated him didn't he it's great and on the back of that get on the Mark Crossley under the Kosh podcast because yeah. that one I think it's only an hour long but it had me absolutely howling St- yeah, stitches oh mate it was brilliant right we're going to play uh, Semisonic Secret Smile and then we're going to finish the first half with United and City's European Failures there we go Semisonic Secret Smile right 
suppose we'll have to get into it, won't we? <laughs> what a I'm, week. I'm not happy about it, and that's why I've left it to the end, so I don't have to speak much about it. But you are listening to Ian and Lovey on their Football Man Cave show of Manchester Radio Online, and we're going to talk about the Manchester clubs and their European failures this week, which I'm surprised at both, I'll be honest. I definitely thought at least one of us would I'd be dancing. Singing, yeah, yeah. dancing, but... Yeah. I it's was. mad, mate, because we didn't even speak to each other, did we? Like, no. We didn't talk to each other through the games. We didn't te- like, drop To be it. fair, I had a fair few sherbets as well, me, but first time... I did, get, I did get a pretty tasty voice note, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was so cross with David De Gea and me at the end. Mm. I, just, I just think, as, as a keeper, if you're coming up to take a penalty, which you're not used to, you're obviously going with your favoured side, because that's what you do on a penalty, if you're not used to it. So, he's right-footed, he's not going to cut across it. So, you either smash it out middle, or just... Smash it on the right hand side. But saying that though, Ivan, I, did you see Ivan Tony's uh, penalty? I didn't know right. him. So he walks up to the ball and just strokes it into the bottom corner yeah. every time. He's never missed a penalty, and he does that. So like it, that must be his goal. His go-to yeah, strike yeah. at the gears. I know that there's been a lot of people say, "Why didn't you just smash it?" To be fair, them penalties was unreal. It was a crazy. Do you know what the maddest thing was? The guy in front of me in the pub, on the table to in front of me left. As soon as the extra time whistle went and we were going to penalties, he said, this is going all the way through and De Gea's missing a penalty. And we were like, all right, mate, yeah, no worries. He's like, I'm telling you now, it's going all the way Giving through. Giving you a cheeky nod and a wink every time one and went. The, is, <laughs> and, the, and then as it was going along, he's like, I told you, and obviously we're right. I couldn't get out. I've never, I don't understand now, like half a week on how he, he called that. Like, do you have a bet? He's like, no, I just, I just knew what just was going to happen. Just could feel it, yeah. yeah. Do you know, well, let's just go right back to the beginning of that game. I, t- I told you before kick-off, or be- well, in the week coming up to I don't want you told your souls, love What's that? I don't want you told your souls. Like, well, I'm not just saying I told you <laughs> it. Like, but th- that's what, the- there's one thing that United's got going for him, and it's that massive, like, pr- counter or attack that yeah. they do the pace. with pace. Yeah. And these these other teams in Europe... Like this is why the European Cup is so difficult. The Champions League, the Europa League, is so difficult to um, win. Is because teams like that can go. Let's just park the bus if you want to call it that. Let's just set up like this. They can break us down. Like they they watch how you play. Yeah, and they then, they're just banked up two yeah. two banks. We say five and four, compact the midfield. There weren't much space between defence and yeah. attack. Prayed, prayed, prayed on, like, and, and people call this style of football, but that's just won them their first ever European Cup. I mean, and I said as well, my, my only doubt was the manager could have his pedigree. Yeah. And that was my only doubt when he's, he's and done he, it know, again. He, know, he knows how to, he's actually four titles he's won. Yeah. He won three on the bounce, didn't he, as well? Three he? on the bounce yeah. for Seville. Four, and the worst thing Arsenal ever did was to let him go. Yeah. They should have let him just build and mould the club that you wanted to mould, but Arsenal fan TV is, is another thing yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that separates like just give that guy time because the guy that they've got now is not in my opinion isn't qualified to I think be able he's to just rolled on the back of being 100%, a assistant, 100%. basically but um, yeah it, within that game you could you could kind of map out exactly how it was going to go they're not a quick team they're technically good even if you give it to the centre backs they would pass it out yeah. but they'd, they wouldn't pass it out and then try and attack you on a counter they'd just keep the ball yeah. and that's what they did keep the ball Playing, they're playing percentages. So, like, we'll get to this third. This is what we'll get. We'll win a throw in. We'll get here. Yeah. We'll win a corner. We've got big guys that will probably put some damage on United. And that's what they did. They just played percentage-based football and and di- and executed it perfectly. It was a, it was a mad. Like for me, I, I was watching that first twenty minutes, and I'm like, I don't. You can see what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't understand why you're playing so slow. 
Mm. And you're talking about like this needs to be fast, you need to be getting behind it, we need to yeah. be be pushing on them a little bit more. And they didn't, they kind of played to the substitutes as well. Oh mate, don't get me we haven't got time to be getting onto that. But that, but and then and then just lastly on them, uh like Rashford, like I just wanted him because I, I I love Rashford. Yeah. As a pl- I love him as a player. He's, he seems like a top guy, but he was having a bad day. Yeah. So that's not his game. Just take him off. Yeah. If he's it. not playing well, take him off and let's bring somebody else in who can do something because it just it just wasn't working for him. I know he scored a penalty, um, know, and the other guy might not have done. But you might have you, you might have not have needed to go to yeah. Paris. And then and then with City, I thought City was going to absolutely walk the floor with them. I, did. I really did. I mean, we text each other just before the game, like. I can see this being 3-0. Like, that's what I thought 3-0 Manchester City. Well, but Rio Ferdinand said it as well prior, like win it by a couple of goals. And I thought, yeah, I've, I've been watching Chelsea these past few weeks. Like, like City are just going to overrun these. They've got too much in midfield. But I'll tell you what Chelsea did to you. What exactly Villarreal what Villarreal did to you. Like, yeah. yeah, 5-4, bank, nice and compact. Snuffed out De Bruyne. And, and why? How good did Foden play once De Bruyne went off? I yeah. thought Foden changed his game I, up. The, the issue was is Foden played next to De Bruyne in the midfield yeah. and then they had uh, and, and they put uh, Silva out on out on the wing yeah. when they should have just popped Foden out wide. Like, the stuff that's been working for us, oh yeah, like you can't have a go at Pep. You, like what he does I've seen so much so I've nine times fault, blah, blah. But yeah. for me, it's not, it's, like, so it's not Solskjaer's fault, it's not Pep's fault. No. They pick the team. It's up to the players to execute yeah. the plan. And, and and I think I also think that Tunchal and as needs to be given a lot of credit because he's looked at that and gone, "This is how we'll beat them yeah. today." I thought Pep overthought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it, I mean, it was fascinating to watch constant tactic, constant subs, like mm. the change. It was it was like a it was a, a good game paced chess match, weren't yeah, it? It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. And uh, and what was I going to say to you? And just two players that really was just outstanding. And well, Kante, like unreal. Nev- he's never not unreal. No, yeah. Uh, and uh, Reese James. Yeah, you were brilliant. Uh, Reese James just had the making of that full city's full left side. The full left side. Yeah. What do you reckon? Quickly, what do you reckon of the goal? How your two centre backs <laughs> were playing right back? <laughs> like, but the thing is, if that's you had your defensive midfielder there, that hole yeah. would have been filled. The, and obviously. There was well, no one there to gap no, it, was No, it? because we've conceded goals like that in the past. Oh, have you? Anyway, and, and because what we do is we push our full-backs on and then, and then our centre-backs will s- drop out and then the ha- there's a hole in the middle. And you just... Good goal, though. Nine well. times out of ten, you expect Edison to gobble that up yeah. or to, to get... On, and I think it was just easy and, and it, the keeper coming out, it just made it easier, easier because he can obviously put his hands down yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. all in all, it's just a bad week, weren't it? Yeah, just a horrible cup <laughs> final week. We could have been, <laughs> could have been sitting here talking about two Manchester... Two Manchester clubs having to, having two the two European titles and know, Manchester's yeah. the and home nice of football and the best place of football friendly. to be. Yeah, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to get into EFL talk. We're going to have the halftime uh, songs coming up for the next fifteen minutes, and then we're going to be basically on the back of the opinions of the Bolton, Wigan, Salford, and Rochdale fans having a good old chinwag about what they expect next season. Early doors, I know it's very early. Um, what they expect and. Who did have liked basically to um, to have kept? Get at us on the socials. It's the Football Man Cave, uh, right across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, second half coming up, and we'll start off with a, a couple of ads. Manchester Radio, right around the world, right around the clock. This is your Manchester, your music. These guys are the ones that are definitely not coming back. Uh, Jimmy Ryan, Harrison Hooper, Lewis Bradley, uh, Keaton Mul- Mulvey, 
Um, offered contracts is elsewhere. Let's have a look. Players remaining under contracts. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 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 Yeah. Aaron Morley. Big, big. Stephen Humphreys. Uh, Alex Newby. Jake Beasley. Ollie Rathbone. Connor Grant, who's not bad. Uh, Ethan Bryler. Uh, Abraham Ogdo. Uh, Brad Wade. So they've got a massive. Th- and th- just looking at that there, like, and you're pushing for. Automatic promotion. Yeah, I can't see that. that isn't it? I cannot see that. Well, this guy, uh, Matt Rugby, happy at the moment just to stay in the league and yeah, not do a Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree with that. I think that with the nine, they've got nine players. They've got a look to bring new players in. Whether it's loans, uh, a lot of these clubs now that are go down into League Two start to look at um, the national league. Yeah, uh, a bit of an itchy bum in it, just there. That's st- trap though. It's a steal. Yeah. So and also the, the looking at players to. To rob from there, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, um, and with the good thing about that is these players aren't well. If they're not a prof- if they're not uh, full time, they're not on contracts, are they? So you no. can all, you can just sign these guys yeah, yeah. And, and bring them in, sign them on a year contract. I think that's the issue and that's the struggle. They don't want to give two year deals out because you just never know where you're going to be. Exactly. Uh, James Singleton, O'Connell, um, and the guy you pro- struggled to pronounce, um, Keon Keane. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's Keo and then A and E. Yeah, yeah. Keo um, I've, I've said for weeks I'm terrible. I would be the worst <laughs> commentator in the world. Um, like Chris Kamara, I know. Yeah, <laughs> on the release list of three young lads, uh, what's the point in developing kids if mm. we're just allowing contracts to run out and releasing them? We need to improve all over the field. Goalkeeper, left back, would love to see some wingers brought in, and maybe a striker or two, depending on Humphrey. I expect to go straight back up in the top three. Anything else would be a failure. Although, I would love to go by the playoffs and a trip out to Wembley. Mm. Uh, next one. My answer is to concentrate on number two. What area needs to be strengthened? The answer is defence. We don't need a top class. Excellent defenders. We need a defensive coach who knows how to attack from the back. A top class defensive um, coach knows how to attack from the back and mould them into a solid unit that links the back three and the back four to a solid playmaker in midfield. When that group of four or five players coming out of defence with a new confidence connects to a midfield, goal opportunities will naturally occur and at that time you'll discover how good your strikers are. That was very in-depth, that one, weren't it? Very, yeah. Uh, and then someone just put, get rid of manager. <laughs> 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 that was literally the one below as well. He's, he's give that big tactical insight and the guy's just got get rid of sack the him. He's probably seen that, that guy's... Um, Comment, I thought, oh, let's get this dude in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could do with somebody like that. Um, Ray Nash, why hasn't BBM uh, been sacked? Look at his record and relegation. Um, Clive Maynock, non for squad need to go. Uh, new board and manager and staying in the league. That's Rochdale, so... New board and manager. Yeah. I, don't, I know there's something going on with the board, but I, mm. I don't know enough to comment on it, basically. But... Um, disgruntled to say the least aren't they Def- most definitely but obviously you've just been relegated as well you're so gonna, you're, yeah, you're going to have that bit of here. taste in your mouth yeah. aren't you yeah yeah uh, Wigan obviously we've put this out I think they've put their retained and released list out now uh, this was beforehand but um, at the start I'd obviously said who would you retain everyone's like uh, no one mate <laughs> <laughs> is Liam Richardson staying on yeah I think so is it I think so um Right. Let's have a look at what 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 are the what are the viewers what are there. Dave Gallagher promote the under 18s to the first team. As for promotion and playoffs, will be a miracle with a think 
five contracted players. Five? Yeah. Wow, so that's worse than Rochdale, that. Yeah. Dave Roberts, boot the lodgers out. <laughs> Hugh Norris, we need our retained list first. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously at that time. Um, Andrew Kearns. League One is going to be more competitive than it ever has been in years. Yep. Uh, staying in the division, this is Daniel Swan. Staying in the division is a big plus. League will be hardest it's ever been. So, especially if you're looking at obviously who's gone up, who's going down as well. I mean, that League One for me, Championship League One, two tough leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you've got, obviously you've still got Sunderland down there this year again, haven't you? You've got Portsmouth still there. You've got big clubs down there still that just can't seem to get out. Now, it's a bit like the Championship, isn't it? Yeah. Once again, it's, it's really tough to get out. So I'm just going to reel off uh, first team squad. Following players are out of contracts this summer uh, and have been offered renewed terms. So these guys have been offered renewed contracts from the club. Right. So Tendi Dark Iwara, uh, Joe Dodu, Lee Evans, Owen Evans, Jamie Jones, Kyle Joseph, Will Keane. He's a Will Keane. Yeah. He gets a bad rap, Will Keane, I think. Um, Chris Merrey. Viv Solomon uh, and then we're looking at following players are out of contract in the summer and not been offered a renew Zach Clough now this kid was a promising talent I seen someone in about going back to Bolton, Bolton. yeah so Zach, Zach Clough was he, when Bolton's money all went when it went pear shaped all the money went Zach Clough was the, they brought in a load of the young players to play yeah. for him and he was a standout player yeah. And then, funnily enough, not in Forest Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for, a rec- for, like, for a big fee, I think it was like three mil or something like that. Uh, and it just didn't work out for me, but bounced all over the place. Um, loan players have gone back. One, two, three, four, five loan players have gone back. Uh, and then the contracted players have got six. Wow. Gary, Gary, Gavin Massey's still in that. Luke Robinson, Tom Pierce, Adam Long, Callum Lang, and Thelo. As as guard, and then they've got the under twi- and then the under twenty threes are letting people go. So uh, the what what's the uh, the chap called that um, said you bring the under eighteens up and let them do the business? Yeah, well, that's what they did at the start of the season, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, well, these under eighteens look like they've got more in the squad. To be fair, yeah, yeah. But in terms of a team that's taken over, that's been taken over at a financial takeover, you'd think they would have tied up some of these players if they thought they was half decent. Uh, we'll get back to it if you can hear any noise by the way we are in the middle of Manchester um, <laughs> and I feel like there's a live band playing literally outside the studio <laughs> um, right next one Neil Sankey um, three good sides coming down Sunderland Portsmouth Ipswich etc still in plus I think Burton will do well hopefully Morecambe will win the playoffs another local game to go to so he was right with that one mm. um, the guy Sean Fletcher said he'll be happy with a mid top half finish not expecting promotion next season anyway um, <laughs> Neil Neil Sherratt says we've got a five a side squad so I think every area <laughs> needs strengthening um, everyone's like no players so no we need everywhere um, mid table I think I think mid table I think yeah. the, the sort of overall this guy though uh, Adam Pendlebury this completely screws I actually think we are now much stronger position uh, than many in League One. We have no debt. We have a good board that will generate income. We have the best academy outside the Prem. A number of academy who have now had good first team experience and a really good manager. 
it will be a challenging summer, but I see no reason why we can't be looking for top six. I'd be happy with mid-table, but I generally think we can push higher than that. There's some other, do you know what? There's, there's an element of that that I really do agree with, mm-hmm. um, and it's the fact that they've got no debt. They're probably, I was thinking about this just as I was looking through the list, to be fair. They're probably letting these players go because they've probably got, like, uh, is it pipes in the iron is the right word to say? Um, yeah, okay. Or irons in a pipe, whatever they're irons saying. pipeline. Yeah, I so I, f- I think that they might have. This, these new owners have come in. What they've done is sent us playing FIFA and the money balling it, aren't they? Got to do. <laughs> Got to be money balling. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, I think most people are mid-table, to be fair, which I, I think. Yeah. Like we've well, said, if you yourself, if you just survived relegation... Stabilise yourself. St- yeah, yeah stabilise yourself for a year, two years, and then it's let's now look to climb. Yeah, definitely so. Right, we've got uh, Ian's pub quiz coming next. A bit of higher and lower on your specialist subject, pints. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to play Pounding by Doves, and then we'll get to Ian's pub quiz. Oh, Doves and Pounding, right. Ian's pub quiz is back, love it. Are you excited? Yeah. You well, not really, no, because you said it was about um, pints. beer. Yeah. P- pints, pies, and tea. Cups <laughs> of tea. Um, we're doing higher and lower. Right. Again, should, should be all right, yeah. Join in at home. Make sure you let us know. No cheating. I mean, they always cheat because no one could beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? And go. Ian's pub quiz. Brilliant. Every, every week. Every week. Right. So all these prices um, are according to footballstadiums.co.uk. So hopefully they've got their research right. This is their current last season's prices. So if any are wrong, don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. All right. So we've done it in three sections. I'm going to start off with beer. It should be fun. Uh, at £3.20, Burnley has the cheapest pint in the Premier League. But is Cardiff City's higher or lower? Ooh. Lower. No, higher. Higher. Are you saying higher? Yeah, I'm saying it's higher. Yes, higher at £3.50. £3.50 for a pint. It's Cardiff, though. Do you know what? Major in Ewood, I'm used to £2.20, mate. That's the thing about it. It's major city. I remember when you sent me the two... Um, <laughs> the other week, you sent me a, the, the two uh, bar bills. Oh, one me and the wife. One from, you, you, one from your other house in the centre of Manchester, and then yours from around the corner from your house. <laughs> Let's just say there was a fair whack of difference between the two. Yeah. Don't get me started. I won't just calm down from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. All right, so... Cardiff, £3.50. Is Championships Derby County higher or lower? Lower. Lower again, three quid. On a roll, love it. Do, do you know why I'm doing this? It's geog- geography, geographical. Yeah, is that, is that your yeah. is that Cardiff City's strategy? Be- Cardiff City's a city, so their prices right. are going to be higher. Let's see if no? it goes you through. Well, I don't know if Derby's a city or not, so my head's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> right, Derby County, £3. Is League One's Wigan Athletic... Higher or lower? Nah, lower. You have it lower than three quid? Two seventy-five or something like that. Three pound twenty. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. People used to tell me Wigan was a good drink. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, Wigan three pound twenty is Newcastle United of the Premier League higher or lower? Definitely higher. Yes. Four fifty or something like that. No, three pound sixty. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad, really. It's a good drinking city, that though, isn't it? They like a beer. £3.60 for a pint though I bet it's not even a pint but it's one of them small plastic bottles cups. you're getting all these as well last one Newcastle United £3.60 is League One Hull City higher or lower higher 
It is lower. Oh. £3.50. So buy 10p. Wow. I know. Still, all them are absolutely extortionate for me. <laughs> I'm such a cheapskate when it comes to going out and drinking beer. Like, you come into Manchester, and it's like £5 a pint. My head just falls off at the bar. <laughs> I'm used to like £2.20, me £2.50. Yeah. <laughs> That's my level. Right, next one, cup of tea. Now, you don't, well, I've been round to your house. You can't make tea, but you can... I supposedly make peppermint tea. I'm a, so. Yeah, a peppermint tea is my shout. I'm not really a tea drinker, to be fair, but I've I've discovered a peppermint peppermint tea's all right. <laughs> well, this is cups of tea, proper right. tea. Right, Oldham Athletic is two pound for a cup of tea. Is Wolves higher or lower? Higher. Higher, two pound twenty for a cup of tea. All right, next one. So Wolves are at two pound twenty. Is Championships Watford higher or lower? Higher. Higher again. It's lower. £1.70. What? The Watford's tea's lower, lower than... Wolves. Wow. £1.70. Right. So what have we got? Watford, £1.70. Is Premiership and European Champions Chelsea. Cup of tea higher or lower than £1.70? Yeah, it's higher. Especially in London. But you'd be surprised that it's only a pound. What? A cup of tea in Chelsea Stadium is a quid? A cup of tea is a pound. Lower than, I think, any, I think there's only a couple of clubs that have not got it up that are a pound. Well, that must be because no one buys it. Yeah. It's got to be. Or no one likes tea down there. <laughs> they like peppermint tea. But that's three fifty. Yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> right, Chelsea, higher or lower? And, um, oh, sorry, Sunderland, higher or lower than Chelsea's one pound? Well, higher because a minute ago you just gave it away and said there's not many that are higher than Chelsea. But they could be the same, couldn't they, you see? Right. Anyway, you're right. <laughs> Sunderland, <laughs> £2.30 for a cup of tea. Last one, Bristol City, higher or lower than Sunderland's £2.30? Higher. Lower, £2.20. Oh, you let me down, Bristol. Still, again, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy, if you chat to my wife, I'm a guy that has monetary value against everything and it's way below everybody else's because <laughs> I'm a bit of a tight son and um, I'm paying no more than a quid for a brew I what at a ground yeah I just find it yeah, but you two, go to you go to non-league though £2.30 for a brew mate are you, and you probably have to put your own milk and sugar in <laughs> you're making a brew yourself <laughs> right yeah. last last section Greater Manchester Pie and Pints alright Greater Manchester Clubs so it's combined so pie and, and a pint, pint. Right, yeah, so right. if you're going to the ground you're getting in there pie and a pint you ready Rochdale I'm going to kick off with them a £5.20 for a pint of pint is Man City higher or lower than £5.20 I should know this you should do I should know this yeah it's higher higher do you want to guess how much I guess do you know what right the last time I was there I don't know it was a while back because we've not been allowed to go in the stadiums <laughs> until last week um but I just remember, uh, I I went I, I went with twenty quid, and I got uh, a pie, a drink like a standard fizzy drink, yeah. and a chocolate bar, and I come back with about three quid change, not even that two pound fifty change. So I'm I'm reckoning over a tenner. You reckon? No, seven pound forty for a pie and a pint. Pie and a pint, yeah. Right, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So that means the fizzy drink was dearer than the pint, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, Wigan, we're going back to Wigan, Athletic, pie and a pint. Is it higher or lower than Man City's £7.40? Lower. Lower. It is lower. £5.90. Yeah. For both. 
a proper pie town that as well, isn't it? Yeah. I bet the pies are decent. Yeah, I reckon so. Don't they call a pie a kebab or something over there, like a Wigan kebab? I don't like, know. It's like a like a, it's a got pie with, with like two loaves of warbers either side. I don't know. I'm not sure. Wigan fans get in touch, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, I've probably just made it up. But if it is a real, I might, I might have to have a chip off, I'll be Pie buddy. Um, right, Wigan. £5.90. Is Salford City higher or lower? Higher. Confident with that one, aren't you? I was, yeah. £6.50 at Salford for a pint of pint. My man Neville. Loves don't it. mess about. They have posh pies there as well, I'm sure of it. Do they? They don't just have your normal. Yeah, they have like a chicken curry pie and that, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, Bolton, higher or lower than Salford City's? Lower. Yeah, by 10p. Wow. £6.40. So, if you want a cheap pie and pint, you get to Rochdale's ground. Yeah. £5.20. If you watch good football, go, go to Bolton. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Do you know what? Pre-season, last season. I, I'm, I apologise, Rochdale fans. It's just because she's <laughs> had a bad dude this year. Especially at home funny. as well. <laughs> um, last season, I went, I was, like, obviously covering football man cave i was covering a lot of the non-leagues and interviews and such and i was making a little thing of a pie chart basically mm. of testing out pies in each of the non-league grounds and it was it was so much fun i think off the top of me had the best one was ram's bottom i think yeah for the pie real like homemade sort of yeah, feel yeah, to yeah. it the pastry's decent yeah 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 i put I mean, i was there for i played for them for, for a season and it, and it was um I'd never got to sample the pies, but the, it seemed to be freezing every time I played there. Oh, it was way. gorgeous when I was every there. Every time I played Beautiful ho- home games. But uh, mm. good, good ground as well. Um, so I'm hoping to pick that up this year because I've only done <laughs> a few and then obviously we got stopped. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember FC United's gravy was amazing. Proper nice, thick gravy. And it was just something, a little bit about a nice, thick chip. It's a nice well. ground, that though. Yeah. Like a good, nice little setup there they've got. I think uh, when the season starts, pre season, we should. Jib around and have a look. Yeah, but I'll be doing my motor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, jib around yours and see where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Might be three or four before season starts, <laughs> mate. Right, we're going to finish off with Bolton and Salford's effect. There we go. Human by killers. Right, we're going to finish off the show. We are eating and love it on Manchester Radio Online. The last part, the last 10 minutes. We're going into Bolton Wanderers next, so we've covered, if you've missed it, you can catch it up on our podcast, which will be out this week right across any streaming podcast, wherever you get them. We've covered Rochdale and we've covered Wigan. We're going to go into Bolton next. So, the question, in case you've missed it, who, if any, from the release list would you like to have kept? What area needs to be strengthened ahead of next season? And what do you think Bolton should be pushing for next season? Stability, playoffs, or another promotion? Um, again, we know it's early, but we just want to get that early feel and see how it is. So, um, Jack Hickman, a winger that can cross a ball, <laughs> what? Is, is what one of someone said, and consolidation, which I think, to be fair, that's what you should be looking at with Bolton. Yeah, just, well, to be fair though, the, the gaffer ever has said that he wants to push for promotion. I know, but it's, it's a lot of pressure early doors, isn't it? Yeah, for, uh, on himself. Especially when he's not managing the league, obviously, I know he's gone up with Barrow. He's now gone up with Bolton, and that's the turnaround. But we'll give him massive confidence. But he's been in every division as a player, and I think that will help. Yeah, knows the background. He's, a play, bit. he's played in League Two, League One, Championship, and Premier League. He's played in every division, right? As know, a player, actually. yeah. So he know he knows he knows what the league's like. He knows what he knows what it takes. Just and, signed a three-year deal as well. And what, what I like about him is he didn't go. 
yeah, I'll get a job in League Two, I'll get a job in League One. He's gone. Let me start right at the bottom. I let me work like I did up. in my football career. Let me yeah. work my way up. Yeah. And I think that I've, I've watched like I've I've really got into watching Bolton this year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um. And and what I like about him is he has uh processes in place in training, and and he has he has a philosophy that he likes to work with him. And the reason why, uh, and the reason why they struggled so much at the start of the season, is because that the team didn't understand the process. And he just had to. He believes in um, you repetition, so you keep repeating the same things over and over and over and over again, and then What's that, that happens. Same repetition is um... couldn't tell you. So yeah, so like that's what he believes in. So in the training sessions, they repeat set plays not set plays they repeat patterns of play yeah so they'll go in this scenario in this league this happens so we'll keep playing so in training they'll do that scenario four five eight twelve ninety times then in the game when that scenario does happen it's, it's already yeah, subconsciously yeah. in the back of your mind so you naturally do it yeah. there's no surprise that they've that they had the start of the season that they had and they had the finish and the end of the season that they had and i think just looking at this retained list, him retaining that group of players, that number of players, which is a lot higher than everybody else we've, yeah, we've yeah. looked at. Um, he's done well. They've it? already bought into that ethos yeah. now. And, and all of that, that that he's set in play, I think that that's why he's so confident. Do you know what I mean? Like He's yeah. really, really impressed me. We said last last show that he was our uh, manager of the year. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, really impressed me. Even more so now, obviously, after. Because yeah. we, we were sort of saying if Pep wins European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But obviously, but definitely. he never stand out there. Uh, Steve Smith reckons promotion. Yeah. I think our finances are as strong as most. Uh, there'll be around 50 new faces coming in, and I'm guessing uh, OV, the manager's choice. Um, won't be many new clubs bringing 15 faces in. And uh, The thing is, though, for me, if they do bring that amount in, I'm sure the last three transfer winners they've brought near enough 15 players in mm. each time. Mm. It's a lot, in it? I don't think they will, mate. I'm looking at the retained list and they've got like, I think there's like eight to 20 players, 18 to 20 players on it. Yeah, I, I think a sprinkle. A sprinkle of experience. I, I rec- Yeah, I reckon in from the division that they're going into. Yeah. And I, I reckon you're looking at about, I reckon they'll, they'll only bring in about six, six yeah. or seven. Um, be, wouldn't be happy with anything less than playoffs um, but I'd say next year we go up to the championship I, I mean again for me he said the owners and the manager expect them to go up but just look at consolidation mm. that's what you got to do look at consolidation and anything above that maybe reach for the like playoffs or uh, around that area but as long as you're in league one and then again next season at the season after Improve. that, sorry, move up, and I think that's the way you've got to. Yeah, you've I got to work it. You, you can't. I think these have got a really. Like, I, I like them. Like I said, I think they've got a real good foundations built, and I think that stems from the the owners as well. So, like the the, the, con, the this consortium that's came in and really stabilised the club. I think that, and then they've brought in a manager that's very very confident. Like not not egotistically confident he's confident within in, himself within yeah. his ways and and he knows like he reads a game well he sees it and he knows what he, and he knows what need, what's needed and how to get the best out of somebody and that that shows from the the poorer start that they had yeah, to yeah. the the greater of the finish that they have going on to Salford that's the same question Salford as the last one um more than likely none of them is uh, Lewis Marsh's response to who did have kept attackers is the area 
and 100% auto promotion if we spend the big bucks then we should be going for a title in my opinion um, Dwayne Crawford now this was this was one a red right across basically surprised at Wilson but was never fit enough uh, it is something like a reoccurring theme right across Salford's Salford sort of fan base back four as Bernardo's going back to United and um, Torre has not yet re-signed he's a quality left back mm. to be fair um, we should have the playoffs minimum this season the Wellens effect of conceding late to lose or draw mid-season ruined us so playoff has to be the ambition anything above is a bonus anything below is a failure as per this season um, and then David Dyson comes in saying first personally I don't blame Wellens he is not responsible no. for the poo players <laughs> that has brought in at the beginning of the season um, and then Gibson or uh, Throwcoud but not fussed about the others right back centre back centre mid right wing or striker automatic promotion ideally or minimum playoffs again reoccurring theme yeah Darren Gibson again should have been kept uh, needs another striker two midfielders as, and uh, three defenders Taylor Roberts says winning the league anything else is a disappointment we need trophy for our cabinet which I find crazy um, plus the budget we have a superior to most and uh, spending wise needs to bring in quality to get the job done if we don't win the league I'd be disappointed but promotion by second or third is okay but if we don't get a trophy winning the league has to be a target um, some, Terry Gaskell just put leave it to the manager mate <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Scott White, um, trust the manager to recruit the players that fit into their style. Regards targets, got a bit of promotion. Um, playoffs promotion. So basically, playoffs and promotion and Gibson. Um, someone's G- put Gibson to stay. Pit, dra- pitch drainage should be the area of strength for the next season. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't say I've not seen the pit, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I think Darren Gibson, uh, I mean, what is he, 35, 36, or something like that, is. Obviously, clocking on, but he must have made a massive impression on Salford that everybody wanted to keep him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's and they've got they've got a forward Ian Anderson. Um, he's just he's just a goal scorer, but yeah, I think that's his last year, isn't it? Is it his last year? Because it looks like on the list that he's there for retain. Right. No, like next season is like he had signed a two year deal. Right. Yeah. So because I think he's he's he does well in them in those divisions. Yeah, he, yeah. D- he did really well for Rochdale. Um, scored quite a lot of goals, so I think he'd be. You definitely keep hold of this. Definitely, definitely keep hold of him. Uh, I think Gary Bowie is a good manager. Yeah. I think they should keep hold of him because uh, that'll help them get where they need to get. I don't. Uh, I think. I, I, th- I, th- now, I think. I think they'll finish exactly where they finished again. Do you reckon? Yeah. Big shout. We should we'll do that pre-season. Mm. We'll get some pro- uh, predictions on the shout. Um, another two hours over and done with. This has been. Ian and Love It on Manchester Radio. You've been listening to the Football Man Cave Show. We'll be back next week. Uh, six o'clock same time get at us right across the socials football man cave and i'll be putting up the moneyball rules so any fifa geeks out there get at us uh, see you next week sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.